A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Episode 57? Yes, sir. 57. Racking them up. Yeah. Really, really, uh, really getting up there. I can't believe it's been 57. It doesn't feel like 17. We have yeah. some interesting things going on in the industry right now. At first, we were, we really didn't know what we were going to talk about. We we're kind of like, there's no there's Arnold Asia, which is just kind of another show, and there's really nothing else to talk about. But then, right, it seemed like today we just kind of came up with a bunch of stuff to talk about. Not a bunch of stuff, but you have the Kai Green, the Kai Green video, the Kevin Lavrone, uh, the, the new Kevin Lavrone uh, photo. They all kind of sprang up on us in the last minute. Yeah. So uh, I want to start with this Kai Green video because you brought this to my attention, and I didn't even watch it. I wasn't really interested in watching it, but um, I actually just watched it today in preparation for the show. Uh, you had texted me about it the other day, maybe yesterday or whatever that was. But uh, it's an interesting video where, I don't know, uh, it's hard to describe without – making implications that aren't really there, you know, like you described it as what did you say to me? You texted me and said there's video of Kai saying he was sexually abused or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's, But I mean it's not really true. It's like a weird it's a weird very weird video clip that's to say that is not really the truth because he doesn't really say that. There's like all these implications and stuff and it's there's like a cut in the middle. So it's a very, uh, I don't know. What did you make of this video? Yeah, I mean the the scene is is awkward to say the least. And and you know, I guess we should preface this by saying, you know, if if it is true, and and it is something that happened in his life, then you know, obviously, what a terrible thing to to have to go through. Of course. So let's let's get that out there and and not seem like you know we don't care about you know sexual abuse and 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 stuff like that, rape. Um, but the scene itself was very awkward. Um, I was trying to read some of the comments of, of what was going on surrounding this video and what brought it up. And it's part of his Australian tour that, that he's on right now. And they said that it was like a, a seminar that he was doing and that somebody asked him a question and it brought out like all this raw emotion. And he's talking about what do you do when somebody – 
touches you or what do you do when somebody has sex with you without your will um and he's just he's talking and and he's not implying that it's him you know he never said like i like why did this happen to me or why did i go through this it was very vague the way that he was talking and and going back to the part where some people were like oh yeah it was part of a seminar that doesn't make sense the backdrop is completely dark so i don't know any seminar that you go to that literally the entire room is dark with just like a dim light on on the person who's actually talking so that kind of raised you know an eyebrow to me and in my comment on the video was not to take away from the situation but how do we know that he wasn't in role where he's actually going for an acting gig of some sort and that's one of the lines that he has to talk about and it, we all know that Kai is very dramatic he's he's you know an emotional guy um, you know, we've seen him cry in in other videos. So, you know, we know he's not, you know, Billy Badass type of person. So how do we know that he's just not reaching deep into, you know, his emotions and, and playing a part, trying to get a role in maybe a television series or a movie or something like that? Like, the whole thing was just odd. It was out of nowhere. He never came out on social media and said anything else about it. So, you know, it's kind of leaving us in the dark as to, okay, was was Kai sexually abused when he was little? Um, you know, obviously he, he was in, uh, you know, different foster homes care. throughout his, his life through foster care and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, maybe did something happen in one of these homes? We don't know. But there was no information after, you know, this video surfaced of what really happened and what sparked it, if it's true, if it was him, if he's in a role, if he's talking about one of his friends or or something that happened in his life to somebody that he knew. It's just it was a very awkward video to watch to begin with, and it, it left more questions than answers. Yeah, and I think the the only real implication that it was him is is how he's kind of crying profusely so you would assume it was him who this who this happened to, but that again, that's not necessarily true. There's no real proof that it was him at all. He could have been talking about, he could have been acting, and it, it looked like like that would fit the bill. You know, if the, if he was at an audition, that's pretty much what it would look like. Right. He kind of looks like he's on stage at an audition. I could see that being a seminar. I could see that dark room being a seminar. Like, I guess. Um, a little bit different style than we would have him, but if he was on stage, almost like a like a performer would be on stage, and it's kind of all dark, but and only the stage is lit up, that type of thing. But uh, and but I don't I don't see that happening. I really I don't believe that somebody asked a question at a seminar and Kai Green happened to tell everyone about how he was sexually abused and cry on stage after all these years. You know, it's like that just seems super unlikely to me. The other part, which makes that even more unlikely, is I'm pretty sure if you watch the video, like right in the middle, there's a cut. It's like there's one part of the video in the beginning where he's talking and then like the camera changes and there's like a cut. And it's like he starts over again, you know? Yeah, it's it seems so strange. like why would there be a, why would there be a gap? It's not like he was talking about you know, being raped and then he stopped for a while, then came back to it. Like that, that's not what happened. 
But there's like this gap in the middle where I get the feeling where like the camera started rolling again. And it was from a different angle and shit. So that that was weird too. Like why would you not film all of it? Why wouldn't you why would you leave out whatever was in the middle? Or you know, it's just it's just and then the video was super short. It's not like they were conserving time. The video was like what, 25 seconds long? So I mean uh, the, the video, actually, the video of Kai, not the video about Kai. The video of Kai itself was like, it had to have been way less than a minute. Yeah. So, I don't know why. It's just very strange, the whole thing. And, and the other thing is, like, I feel like no one else knows about this. Mm-mm. They didn't mention it on Heavy Muscle Radio. And this is right up their alley. Like, Dave Palumbo could talk about this for an hour. It's just, this is a story that Dave would love. I just, like, knowing Dave... He would try to he would dissect this and act like you know whatever because he he uh, was one of the first guys to go and film Kai in New York and stuff and he he's a big Kai fan and everything but I I haven't I literally haven't heard it anywhere even when you texted me I haven't heard or seen anything since you texted me at all well, so now before the show I decided to go I try, I'm like where did you see that and you said you saw it on Louis Marcos and that's the other thing. On the video, Louis Marco, who who got the video somewhere, I don't know where he didn't. I don't know where it was on Facebook, and he was showing a Facebook clip, but he had no idea where it came from. Yeah. And Louis Mark, he says in the video, he's like, you know, obviously I have, I'm very involved in the bodybuilding industry. Like I I have connections, and I I, I kind of have my my finger on the pulse of the industry, so to speak. And he's like, I have no idea where this came from, which is another strange thing. Like, why is it? I don't know. Everything about it seems like uh, just. Well, there's no background noise like you would think that you would hear if it was live and, and, you know, there was an audience or, you know, if it was a seminar, you would think that you would hear something. Yeah. I mean, the Kai fans are, are, are nuts. So you would have thought that you would have heard something like, we love you, Kai, or yeah, you know, we you got heard you. There was, there was nothing there. And it's just odd the way that it was edited. Like you said, there was a cut in the middle pretty much. But why was it like cut up the way that it was? There was nothing before to lead up to it. It was literally like, boom, as soon as you hit play, like he's crying. And, and he's talking about this. Like it, it just didn't make sense to me. That's a good point. My biggest issue with the video is the fact that there is no lead up into into it. That that to me is super fishy. I mean, obviously, this camera filmed the whole thing. If it was a seminar or anything like that, obviously this camera we're watching it from, they didn't just film that 20 seconds of it. They filmed the whole fucking thing. So where is why is there not a lead up? Why don't we hear the question that was asked or something? And I guess you could say it's for a move like some movie he's making or something. So uh, I don't know. It's really strange how there's, like you said, the camera starts or the video starts and he's already crying. Yeah. And like into his uh into his fucking confession. So I don't know why would you not cuz cuz I feel like when somebody is is making a 
a confession like this and it's very emotional, the most emotional moment is when you begin to get upset, you know? It's at the it's like it's like the the stirring at the beginning when you start the person starts crying and stuff. If you see the video and it's he's already crying and it's like loses a lot of its it loses a lot of its uh, realism to me because you don't know what the hell's going on. You're like, okay, he's crying and talking about this, but what sparked it? Why, you know? It just seems like a normal type of response from Kai. I mean, like Kai, he he answers questions with questions. So, like, this isn't out of the norm of something that that he would do. You know, he could very well be thinking about somebody and just got in to you know the emotion of it and and just went with it but it's it it just doesn't make sense i mean if it happened to him i, I would have thought that he would have just came out and and talked about it yeah i'm sure there was gonna a be a long time ago it. i think he would exactly have said that. or even if he just comes out now like why why didn't if if it is true i think he his fan base would you know surround him and help him get through it and i mean there might be guys out there who are, are in the same boat who maybe they grew up sexually abused, you know, raped by, you know, a father or somebody else in, in the family. And, you know, they can say, you know, well, holy shit, like, okay, you know, I'm not the only one who who went through something like this. You know, my idol Kai Green or, you know, a guy who I, you know, look up to. It happened to him. You know, he knows what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. Like, you would have thought that he would have done more surrounding that topic uh, if it is true, and who knows, maybe this was kind of like the lead up, and maybe he'll talk more about it down the road, or or in the future, or tomorrow. I I don't know, but it just it just seems like there's something missing here, or or something a little off. Yeah, I think there definitely is. And whenever whenever I see clips like this, uh, like short clips of very powerful things being said. You gotta, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. It's just, it's like seeing a clip of Donald Trump and him saying, uh, "Lock him out of here," you know, or something like that. It's like well, you don't know what the hell he's talking about, yeah. but people will assume he's talking like, "Oh, he's talking about th- this and that." He's being a racist pig. It's like, well, you don't have, you have no idea what he's talking about. He could be making a joke about someone robbing his house. You don't know what the hell, he, and then the, you know, so. It's kind of like one of those situations where I really – it's too much. It, it, it just seems too like a big of a deal to be this little tiny clip that nobody knows anything about. I feel like if that really happened – first of all, where are all the cell phones going off while he's doing yeah. this? I, that shit would be all over the place with the fucking cell phones now. You know there would be people there with cell phones and they would be filming it and he would say that and it would immediately go on social media. But there's none of that. There's just like this legitimate looking video. So it had to have been it had to have been staged in some form. Now it might be him telling a real story and real emotions, but it was a set for him to do that, you know? Or it was all like a, a whole like he was actually trying to act because there was no other people around. Because if there were if there was a if it was a sem- it's not a seminar. Well, you got to figure, how many people would be at a seminar? Yeah. There'd be a thousand videos of it on the internet immediately. And there's no way he would break down at a seminar like that. It just would not happen. Or someone would be talking about it, like posting. I just watched Kai confess about, you know, 
being sexually abused and then, you know, everybody yeah, would all be those, sharing every, that across social yeah, media. 99% of the guys at that seminar would be on the forums and shit. They'd be guys who obviously they're there to see Kai Green. It would be it would have spread like wildfire if he was at a if he was at a a um what you call? It? I already lost the word. Oh, a seminar. If he was at a seminar, yeah, it would be everywhere immediately. This is not that. This is something else. He's either filming like a show or documentary, and it's one of those two. It's either a show or a documentary, and it's either true or it's not. He's either acting or he's not. So, I I, I mean, I think that it's probably something he's working on, like a project, like a um, a uh, like a documentary, but. I do think he he's probably telling the truth. Like I don't know if that was a fake thing because I don't. How how do you unless he's auditioning for a role, which is just seems un, kind of unlikely. Then it ha, it must be true. I mean I don't think. I mean he's not gonna lie about that. So I don't know. I almost feel like it's it's like an an escaped piece of like a film he's making. Yeah, nothing nothing is really making sense. Not and more people, more people will be talking about it. it. It just doesn't make sense. Like, literally, the video that that I told you about it is the only place that I'm really finding. Like, it's it's not being shared. Like you said, it, it wasn't touched on by Dave Palumbo or or anybody else in the industry. You know, whether it's you know podcasts or blogs or or whatever in the bodybuilding community, nobody's talking about it. Like, why are we the first people to? I shouldn't say first. Louis Marco brought it to light, but you know why are we kind of like the first podcast or or you know type of uh, blog, whatever that's that's actually talking about it. Like, did yeah, nobody see the strange. video? Like, I, I don't get it. Very strange. Anyways, he's a drama king. He is, and if anybody uh, wants to go watch the video for themselves, uh, just go to YouTube. Uh, do a search for Louis Marco. I can't remember what the the title of the video was. It says uh, something about Kai Green uh, sexual conf- abuse confession or, something. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll find it if you if you go on uh, YouTube and and look up Louis Marco. You'll you'll see it. Speaking of strange things, the Arnold Asia was this weekend. Ugh. And uh, it's kind of funny because we were talking about the judging last week. And people, we got like a lot of good feedback from that. And people were interested in the, how we, we talked about how, how unnecessarily subjective pro bodybuilding is and how it's just subjective to a point that doesn't make any sense. And every other subjective sport is, uh, it's just way less subjective, even though it still is subjective. Yeah, it's, it's scored. It's transparent. Right, uh, and th- this this happens and kind of uh, validates everything we were saying. With this, this these placings are like fucked up. I mean, you have a guy like Chris Aceto, who's been training pros since the '80s, looks at this lineup. That's like fucking. <laughs> that's like in the NBA. Or not NBA. It's like a Jack Nicholas or something. You, I don't know. I can't. It's it, you can't even describe what this would be like. It's like the the greatest, most legendary 
ice skater of all time, like the greatest ice skating coach of all time, like this legendary, world-renowned ice skating coach, best there is, been around for 30 years, helping everybody from every, I mean, has however many gold medals under their belt, and they go to a professional ice skating competition, and they have no idea how guys won or lost, they're just like, this wily vet guru of the sport just has no clue how anyone plays where they did. And their only explanation is, oh, they weren't American judges. Like, what the fuck? What, what kind of professional sport has this type of uh, just completely random... How do you explain this? How do you explain this to anybody if I had a friend that just got into bodybuilding and they're trying, you know, trying to get interested in it, how do you explain this to them? I'm the expert. And they want to know, Jeff, so how'd this happen? I'm going to say to them, I have no fucking do. I have no fucking idea, dude. And they're going to say, oh, what the hell have you been learning about and watching for the last 12 years of your life? All the time on your computer and shit. And I'd be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I've been following it 12 years and I can't explain this. That's like absurd. It's completely absurd. I want to get Bob Chick on here so we can talk about it. Because you know he would defend the cause. And he's like good at that. I want to hear. I want. I would love to hear what Bob says about this. Because I want to hear. Oh it's subjective. What are you going to do? Like fuck. The, all those sports are subjective. They act like. Uh, people act as if bodybuilding is the only subjective sport. And that's and, and that makes it okay. That placings are completely erratic. It doesn't. That, that's not. That's not okay. Subjectivity is not an excuse for. Uh, it's not an excuse for completely random nonsense, you know? Well, here's – for those of you who, who haven't looked at the placings of, of the Arnold Classic Asia, uh, it, here's the top five. Justin Compton won. Fred Smalls placed second. Brandon Curry was third. Kevin Jordan was fourth. And I'm probably going to butcher his last name, but fifth was Clarence DeVee. DeVee's. Devise. Well, the actually, was silent. You know, you, you got to go further than top five because that top five sounds fine. Oh if yeah. You, if you it said gets even worse. if you said Justin, Fred, Brandon, Kevin, Clarence, I'd be like, okay, that sounds normal. If I don't know whose else is in the lineup, but Akeem Williams was in the lineup and he placed ninth, <laughs> and he <laughs> looked boy. as good as he he. It's, I'm like, I I saw this and I'm like, oh, I, I when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, that's weird, but I guess that makes sense. Like Akeem could have been. He holds water a lot and stuff, and I'm like, okay, maybe he just uh, he really, really lost it over there on the flight to Hong Kong. And then I look at the pictures, and I'm like, nope, not really. He looks fucking awesome. He looks pretty much how he did before. Um, probably, I mean, he looks crazy. Yeah, I mean, rounding rounding out the rest of the top ten, six was Max Charles, and. Uh, those of you who listen to this know, you know, we both like Max's look. Seven yeah. was Lionel Baiki. Max Eight wasn't was his Roman best, but he was good. Boy. Roman Nine. was sick. Roman was inside out, translucent yeah. skin, man. Yeah. Akeem was was ninth. ninth. I don't understand how, how you go from a couple of weeks ago winning the Tampa Pro to, to placing ninth at uh, the Arnold Asia. Uh, but okay. And then tenth was Andrew Hudson. Um I I I can't even explain the placings. Like uh, mine so the, is totally different. The Akeem Williams that just placed like runner up and then won a pro show, 
the beast fucking Akeem Williams lost to Clarence DeVise, who used to be a 212 guy. I think he's from Belgium. By four places. He lost to Clarence DeVise by four places. He lost to <laughs> Kevin Jordan, who's on his rookie season. Yeah. By five places. Brandon Curry, who was had a fat ass, he be like he got third. Akeem Williams got ninth. Roman Fritz, who was shredded, gnarly shredded, next to Brandon Curry, who Brandon Curry's not even that much bigger than Roman Fritz. And Brandon Curry, it would take Brandon Curry a three months to get as hard as Roman Fritz, starting from this position. Not even in the same galaxy of conditioning. And, like, I don't know, it's so... You can't have this in in a professional sport. You can't have... You can't have the Lakers score 100 points and the Spurs score 60 and then give the Spurs the fucking trophy and say, oh, they, they won. That is essentially what's happening here. And it's like... How do you – it's just – it's not okay. I mean, to, to, to be so wrong that you can't even explain it or describe it or there's no there's no way to rationalize it at all. Like usually places you can say, oh, well, the judge is like this, judge is like that. This one is insane because in the same exact sport with the same exact criteria, the guy who was in ninth – was one of the best in the world. And then he comes to this show. It's just like you can't have that. You can't. You would never have a uh, a gymnast go from one competition to the next and do the same against the same people and get their ass handed. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it's still gymnastics. It's still judge the same. You can't say oh the different judges. Like it's still bodybuilding. You can, different judges put him from first to ninth in a competition that had, that had fourteen guys. That's not no. There, there's that. That's like that's like a mistake. That's not subjectivity. Because because like I said, it's still the same sport. The, the the criteria is the same in professional bodybuilding. There's a criteria. It doesn't matter where you are, or who's judging, whatever. The, the 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 difference can't be that great. You know. I think Dave Palumbo had like an aneurysm after he saw the results. I mean, Akeem, sure Akeem was a difficult client for Dave, and and Dave flat out, you know, has told everybody that his Akeem's metabolism is wonky. Like Dave had to manipulate it a bazillion different ways until he finally understood how it right. responded to you know to the food that he's eating. I. I couldn't tell a difference between Akeem when when he won the uh, the Tampa Pro and and what he looked like at the Arnold Asia. I I didn't. I actually had him kind of teetering between second and third. I mean, Justin, I gave I gave it to Justin. You know, the top spot. He, oh, he definitely. He looked great. Um, I thought I Akeem mean, Justin, was a solid second. I thought he looked. I thought he looked gnarly. Yeah, he has I mean, these weird lumps tough. on his body, though. Those little, like, you see what I'm talking about? Those little bumps he has, Akeem? Yeah. They're little, like, mm-hmm. calcium deposit things he, that stick out when he gets really hard. But I thought Max looked good, too, though. Yeah. He was I mean, Max. He's Max not his best, but good enough. And, and you know, he plays sixth, which, which I didn't agree with. And then, you know, from there you can kind of, you know, take from second place to, to fifth and, and kind of, shifted down but 
man, it's I, I didn't understand this. Like when I saw Fred was second, I'm like, wow, Fred must have came in looking really good. And then I saw the pictures and I'm going, eh, he, he looks kind of the same. Like, I don't get it. Maybe everybody else just looked like shit. I looked at Brandon Curry. I'm like, eh, you know, he looks better than than some of the shows prior. Yeah. But I didn't think he was anything special. And I'm thinking, did nobody compete in in the Arnold Asia? Like, did nobody well, go thought... over to Hong Kong? And then I'm going through, and I'm like, Max Charles six. Bike, I thought seven, that what happened Bikes was Williams. What? I thought that they hadn't like. I figured they hadn't like really uploaded the 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 placings yet. They just so line up. <laughs> I saw it, and it's like, oh, Justin Compton wins. So I clicked on the the gallery and. I figured that maybe they weren't put in order yet. That was just the lineup in numerical order. Yeah. But we knew that Justin won. So, like, in other words, the fact that Justin won was uploaded, but the results weren't uploaded yet. So, I'm like, there's no way those are the results. Like, I clicked on Clarence the V, so I'm like, no. He's not, no. Like, fourth place or whatever? Come on. He like, And so I figured, you know, it wasn't right. But then I listen to Heavy Muscle Radio, and they bring it up, and they're like, talking about how confused they are about the placings i was like holy shit it really is that bad something needs to be done to bring scoring into you know the the actual competition no don't give me this bullshit where you know people are writing down with a pen or pencil on a scorecard what it is and then you know everything gets released at the end of the show online like we need to be able to say shady. we need to be able to we need to be able to understand why places are you can't have a you can't have a popular sport when the fucking fans don't understand why somebody wins and why someone loses it's it's what's the point of of following a sport where you don't understand why someone wins and someone loses it, it makes zero sense it's no longer a sport it's like a lottery. It's it's fucking crazy. I will say the winner, who should have been the winner, Justin, I thought he looked crazy here. I thought this was the best I've probably seen him. Yeah. Like, I mean, his waist was really corralled in tight. He was shredded. He Maybe he's been harder, but he was really, really lean, um, big, full. I mean, I thought he looked really good here. He was probably flat. Like, I bet if you asked him, he'd say he was flat. But I thought the flatness worked for him. It made his stomach... I mean, his waist is so much smaller than it was at the Arnold. I mean, way smaller. It's it's like a different person. The abs and thigh, he's got a nice tight waist and everything. Even in the shots where the waist usually looks big, it's not too bad. I think it's just because he came down. literally, like, came down all the way. Yeah, I mean, I we said it before. I mean, this the potential for for Justin is, you know, <laughs> you know, reach for the stars. He's literally going to be the face of bodybuilding one of these days, and you know, he's going to be a rising star for, I'd say, the next year. And then who knows what's going to happen with Phil? Uh, you know, he probably still has a couple years left in him. But I mean, Justin's Justin's still young. He still has room to grow. You know, he can he can add maybe a tiny bit of muscle. I wouldn't add too much more. But, I mean, literally, if he just continues to keep dialing it in and bringing out more separation and more definition, whoa, that's, that's going to be scary. Absolutely. Dude, 
Did you see the pictures but, of Fred Smalls on here? Yeah, I, I looked at the pictures of he Fred. He looks that's, that's horrendous. Why I'm like, I, I don't I don't understand. And and you know what? I I hope that somebody puts you know the word into Jim Mannion's ear that people are talking about this now, and it's not going to mm-hmm. go away because you know I think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg here. I think there's more that needs to be done with the sport of bodybuilding. Um, and, and I'll be the the first to say that I think they have a you know a racketeer going, and and people can disagree, but when you have guys like Jim Mannion, who you know is is kind of the the big wig, the head honcho, right. and and he has a son JM who has a management company who's managing competitors, well you know it it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to think that oh okay well if Jim's son manages certain people and they're competing, and JM is going to make money off of his competitors if they win per his ridiculously stupid contract that I don't understand why anybody would ever sign. And yes, JM, I did see the contract, and it's total bullshit. I don't know why anybody would sign that contract and give away that amount of percent of their earnings to you, other than the fact that your dad can get them good placings, which puts money in your pocket, which makes the entire sport shady as fuck there's zero transparency and that's what this sports need i mean it's it's bullshit what's going on behind the scenes and it it just makes the whole industry look bad yep and uh it's in a sport that is so difficult i mean these guys sacrifice so much to come in the way they do and to think that it's possible that you come in your all-time best you are handily top two in the show, and you place eighth or ninth, and there's no no one has any fucking idea why. And some guy looks like he's five weeks out with a bloated stomach places second. I mean, how can how can that sport sustain itself? Nobody in their right mind is going to look at that Asia show and then starve themselves for five weeks. Fucking delusional and cranky and shit because you're so hungry, getting to two percent body fat. No one's gonna do that. It's 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 ridiculous to think that these guys are gonna put in this level of dedication and and heart and everything when they see shit like this on. They're gonna go get a job at fucking Home Depot. You know what I mean? Like it's not even it's not even worth it. And let's but, let's be honest. I mean, being a professional bodybuilder, unless you're a top bodybuilder. You ain't making shit. You better pray that you can get a sponsor who will give you some money because the amount of food that they have to eat, that that cost rises. The amount of drugs that they're on, you have to add all that up. And then you got to figure on, you know, everyone has gym memberships, but you figure that. You figure if they do any type of massage therapy, you know, just think about all the stuff that goes into bodybuilding, the tanning, uh, you know, actually applying you know the the tan, Entry having somebody you know be a coach. I mean, unless you're uh, Phil Heath of the world, you're not making any money. It's you know you can live the lifestyle, but making a living in in that industry very difficult, extremely difficult. Yeah, it's nearly impossible unless you uh, have a you somehow gather a large enough social media following. Or like you said, you're the lucky one to have a contract that could be cut any day. 
any minute. It could just be gone. So very few. I don't think there's very many pro bodybuilders who live off bodybuilding. I don't know if there's any that live exclusively off the sport, meaning competition and direct, meaning competitions and sponsors for competing. There are very few guys who live off those, like maybe Phil. But I feel like Phil has has his uh, he might exclusively live from bodybuilding. But that those guys are really rare, like more rare than people think. Even a guy like Branch Warren doesn't live off bodybuilding or didn't. He was uh, he has his own company and stuff. So it's yeah, I think Sean Roden has business outside of bodybuilding and stuff too. It's just very hard, and even if you can do it, it's like any minute it could be gone. So yeah. for the placings to not be, the, what's the point? You know, what is the point competing in a in a competition that's so hard, so mentally and physically draining, expensive, all consuming and shit? When you don't have any fucking idea how you're gonna do, because it's all like, that's crazy. You wonder why people aren't bodybuilding and stuff as much anymore. I mean, can you blame them if you see something like this Asia show? Now, I mean, hopefully it's just a one off, but. I mean, it's a professional bodybuilding show, you know, regardless I, I of where st- it is or anything. I would still love to hear from judges. Like what, how, Steve Weinberger, I would love to hear your take on the top 10. Because it, it is mind-boggling how some of these guys creeped into the top five that that have no place in in, in that top five ranking at all. That's right. It's, it it uh, makes no sense. It is. It's crazy. I don't know how what what went on there, but um, at least people are talking about it, and hopefully something is done about it. It's almost as if the it's almost as if the scores and the numbers of the competitors got like mishmashed, and they 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 came back in in the wrong order or something. Like that's how bad it is. It literally looks like. They put all the placings into a hat, shook them around, and then pulled them out one by one. With the exception of Justin Compton, they're all completely random placements. They don't make any sense at all. Fred Smalls was bad. Wide waist, soft from the front, no separation in the quads. And it's like, he was second? I mean, it was crazy. But it's funny, you brought up... uh, You said, for some reason you brought up Phil. Oh, you're talking about... Justin Compton being one of the the guys to look out for at the Olympia in the future and you not knowing what would happen with Phil. I was watching an old interview with uh, Bob Chick and Peter McGuff and they were talking about Ronnie. When Ronnie came out and blew everyone away in 2003 when he was like 287 and shredded. That famous showing where he looked like a mutant from another planet. Probably, I mean, definitely still the most impressive Olympia physique in history to this day. It's not even really close. But that was 2003. The two years before that, in 2001, he almost lost to Jay. And the whole, you know, the whole scuttlebutt was that he he lost to Jay. Jay was better. In 2002, he got beat by Gunter at the show of strength. And arguably lost to Kevin at the Olympia. So if you're looking at Ronnie Coleman back then, if you if you could put yourself as a fan like we are now back then in 2003, 
Ronnie's coming off a controversial win against Jay and then losing to Gunter in 2002 and then another controversial win against Kevin. So it's kind of the same situation Phil is in now where the last two have been a little bit controversial. He hasn't been great. Not really controversial, but the last one was. And, uh, you know, kind of on a downward spiral. Like, I don't think people thought that Ronnie was going to win in 2003. Because in 2001, 2002, he almost got beat. And he did get beat during the year in 2002. So I think in 2003, people were, if you went back and listened, people were probably like, well, Ronnie's been this and that. And uh, that year just happened to be the year that he came out and looked like an absolute freak. And blew everyone out off, blew everyone out of the water. And the reason I say that in regards to Phil is, Phil is kind of looking like that this year. He's like massive this year, but not bloated and fat. Like this year, more than any other, he's huge, like probably the heaviest he's ever been, but also in shape. Almost like something has changed. It reminds me of a, well, I wasn't there, but it reminds me of what like what happened with Ronnie Coleman. Like, all of a sudden, he gained 20 pounds of stage weight and got harder in one year. Like, something clicked, and he just blew up. And I kind of feel like that might happen with Phil this year. I could definitely see him. And I've said this I've said this several years, and I'm saying it again. But I feel like this could be that year where uh, Phil just explodes, just is extremely motivated and pissed off. And just blows everyone off the stage. Uh, I mean, it happens with, with with Mr. Olympus. It happened with Ronnie. I think it happened with uh, it happened with Jay. You know, his third Olympia. He came back and just smashed everybody after everyone wrote him off. I think it happened with Lee Haney, if I remember right. But yeah, I just want I want to throw that in there because you brought up Phil Heath, and I wanted to. People are kind of counting him out and stuff, but you got to remember. The great Ronnie Coleman had the same sort of thing going on right now as Phil does. He wasn't. He had this guy. He had that guy. He wasn't supposed to win. He had Gunter. He had Jay. All these guys coming at him, and he completely obliterated the field that year, despite being on a quote down downward spiral. You know. I mean, I think Phil is weeks ahead of schedule from from where he normally is. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, I saw him weeks ago, some photos, and it, it literally looked like he was one, two weeks out, like maybe drop the water a little bit and he'd be good to go, throw some throw some tan on, some oil, and, and he's ready to go. Um, but I think you're right. I think there are so many people who are, who are doubting him because of all of the, the, you know, all the talk of Kevin's comeback and how close it was between Phil and Dexter before and you know everyone's talking about the guys that went over to Kuwait and how big Rami is looking right now that he's working with Chris Aceto and you know that we've never seen Rami in in the you know where he is right now this far out from the show and you know can he tighten it up more and how will he look next to Phil because obviously you know (laughs) Rami's a big boy um there's just so much stuff surrounding it that it's almost like they're totally discounting Phil completely. Like nobody's talking about Phil. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, you know Phil, you know he's 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 good. But man, look at these guys that are coming up, or look at these photos, or oh Kevin's coming back, and and I can see Phil kind of going like, what the fuck? Like I'm I'm the king. Right. Like you have to dethrone me. 
That's kind of like what he was saying in the interview a few weeks ago, and they were like, you know, what do you what do you think of of Kevin coming back? And he was like, what about it? Like, he's not a concern to me. Like, he's not taking you know my spot. You know, right. go talk to Dexter. Or go talk to Rami. Like, they're competing against Kevin, not me. Like, and and he said the the quote, line them up, I'll slay them all. Um, I yeah. mean, Phil's Phil's coming for blood. I mean, he he smells it, and he's a shark in the water. He, he's going to come take what what's his. Unless something weird happens with his diet or or an injury comes along, which, you know, knock on wood, I hope doesn't happen, I, I don't see anybody really knocking him off. And for the people who are saying, Kevin's going to win it, you're an idiot. I think uh, it kind of reminds me of the 1980 Olympia where everyone's like, everyone says Arnold shouldn't have won, but very few people say who should have won. It's all Arnold shouldn't have won, but nobody ever says... Uh, you know, Danny Padilla should have won. Tom Platt should have won. Sometimes you hear that, but the overwhelming majority is just simply that Arnold shouldn't have won. But no one ever says who should have won. So that alone probably means it was pretty fucking close. If you can't pick a guy to win, you just know you didn't like Arnold. That's how I think it is with Phil right now. People are saying like, almost everyone is saying that Phil... He's going to have a hard time this year. He's not going to win. He's not going to hold on to it. But no one's really going out on a limb and saying who they think is going to win. I mean, I don't hear a lot of people saying, Rami's going to win this year, or Cedric's going to win this year, or Sean's definitely going to win this year, or Dexter's definitely going to win this year. You know, you don't really hear that. All you really hear is that Phil's not going to win, and that's about it. Well, who's going to beat him then? Someone's got to beat him if he's yeah, not going to win. Did you see his pictures? <laughs> did you see how good he looks that far out from the show? Yeah, like, he looks crazy. And I like uh, Phil Heath. I like that he's, like, cocky and shit. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that. I like that he's – it's funny to me. That that's shit's amusing. Like, when he's in the gym and he's, like, talking to himself and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, you guys are all talking. Why are you talking? That's a bad thing to do. You get talking, you're going to upset me. Why would you want to upset me? Why would you upset the champ? That's a bad thing to do. That is a bad thing. You know, he's like talking to himself like, I just think that's cool. It's like, he's a character, you know? It's more like WWE. Like, it's fun to watch. Do you really want to see him between sets be like, oh, it's going to be a tough show. My competitors are great. Bunch of great guys. I just got to bring my best. That's what you want to see. Like, people can hate him all they want. Like, at least he's interesting. Like, you, at least you watch a Phil Heath video and you think, oh, I wonder if he's going to say some cocky shit in this one, you know? As opposed to just knowing exactly what he's going to say every time. Like, I like Phil Heath for that. I like that he, like, tries to pretend to be LeBron James and he talks and he, he's really confident and stuff. And he doesn't care what people – people call him cocky and stuff and he just keeps being him. He's not going to try to be extra nice to – to, to not come off as cocky. Like, he's already been labeled that way, so he, he kind of runs with it. And I like that. I like when guys are, are characters like that. Like, I always love Branch Warren because Branch Warren was, like, that badass Texan dude, you know, that, like, country guy. He was, like, a badass. And yeah. he, he stayed true to that. And yet Kai's, like, kind of the cocky, the cocky basketball player. Like, basketball players are cocky. It's one of the most cocky, like, sports there are like generally get basketball players just like cocky dudes for some reason i don't know why but most people will agree with that and he's kind of brought that into uh into bodybuilding with him and i think that's awesome 
And I kind of, as much as I'd like to see someone else win, I don't. I'm not really in love with any of the guys who he's competing against. Like seeing Kevin win would be cool, but I, that's just like a, a pipe dream to me. Um, but I mean, do I really want to see Rami win? I mean, I guess like that'd be cool, but I'd like to see Rami shredded. I'd like to. I'd like to just see that. I don't yeah. really care if he wins or not. I just want to see what that looks like. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Cedric win because I just think Cedric's like the coolest dude. But besides that, I mean, I want to – honestly, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see Phil Heath come in and just slaughter everybody. Just be the best he's ever been and just wipe the floor with everybody. I think that'd be that'd be awesome because I love I love the champs. I always – I tend to root for the champ. I don't – I'm not I'm a type of guy who roots, roots for the underdog. I don't know why. Like I've never – like I always, I love Tiger Woods. I always rooted for Tiger Woods. I mean, I don't want Phil Mickelson to win. People are like, oh, I like Phil Mickelson, this and that, because he's like the underdog. Like fuck that. I like Tiger Woods. I like Sean White. I like the, uh, you know, Lance Armstrong, Michael Phelps. Like all the guys that dominate. I want them to keep dominating. Like that's fun to watch to me. Now a lot of people say, well, it's good to switch it up and all this stuff. And like, I don't know. I don't. I think if one guy's great, then one guy's great. I like to see how great they can become. You know. And that's what Phil's doing. So I'm all in on the Phil train. I think, I mean, people can call him a douchebag or whatever. Maybe he is a douchebag. But as a bodybuilder and as a bodybuilding fan myself, he's. I think he's great for the sport. He is. I mean, Phil. Phil's a very confident guy. And, and many people think that, you know, the, the confidence that he portrays is just him being cocky. Uh, I mean, I got to hang out with Phil for – two years when he was under contract with Metrex. We traveled, we talked, we worked out together, we ate together, you know, we were at booths together, um, you know, everything. So, you know, I got to see the true Phil, you know, not what everybody else kind of sees on on social media. And what you see on social media is exactly what he's like in person. Um, I mean, when we were training, I mean, obviously he was hella stronger than me. And, you know, he wasn't uh, downplaying you know, our training session, you know, he would push me as much as I was pushing him. It wasn't an an ego thing where he's trying to be cocky and show off. Like he literally wants to make the sport better. And, you know, I, I think he's doing that. Um, but I mean, it's like we said earlier, it's all the talk. I I think it's literally just messing with his head and, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're waking up the sleeping bear and, and that bear is going to come out of the cave and he's going to be hungry. And and that's where Phil is at right now because, you know, you keep poking that bear enough times, he's going to get up and, and he's going to start looking for food. And yeah. that food is going to be in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. And people are going to see what uh, what he's been doing in this offseason. Yeah, I think in 2014, obviously, he was a little bit bloated. And uh, kind of the talk of the industry about Phil Heath or in regards to Phil Heath, I should say, was about his stomach and how he was bloated, he got too big, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he was kind of pissed off about that coming into 15, 2015. And what he did was I think he focused pretty much entirely on that and bringing his waist in, which he did do. But in that, he came in super flat and way too small. Yeah. So... I think maybe he, I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but I think maybe he thought, okay, well, they're complaining about this. I'll just come in streamline, blow up, run away. That didn't work. So now he's coming off two years in a row where people are dogging him. And I think 
there's really no specific reason anymore. It's no like his waist was too big, he was this, he was that. Now it's just people saying like he's not that good. Then I think that's a different kind of anger than you know, so if I see you at a contest, Matt, and I'm like, well, Matt needs to uh he needs to come in tighter. Otherwise he'd be he just needs to come in tighter. That's not really that offensive. Because you can come in tighter the next year. But if I just say, you know what, you don't got it anymore, dude, you kind of suck. Like, you know, you don't, what are you going to fix? Right. So now it's a whole different thing when you pick, when you tell a bodybuilder, this is wrong. They can be like, okay, I'm going to fix that. My arms are small, I'm going to bring them up. But you don't say, if you just in general say, you know what, you just don't have it anymore. You're not good anymore. That's way more... Uh, infuriating, I guess, as a bodybuilder than a specific thing. Because if, if it's specific, you just feel like oh, I can fix that. But if it's if it's not specific, and people are just like, just basically writing you off and saying he, he he's not as good, he can't improve anymore. People have said that he he already got to his best, he can't improve anymore. Like that sort of thing is is those are fighting words, you know. And I think that's how Phil's taking it, and uh, I hope I hope that it it uh, turns into the best physique we've ever seen. I hope he's fucking huge, and I hope he's ripped to the bone. And you, I can see that happening. I mean, that guy is a freak. I can see him coming in, you know, two sixty and ripped like we've never seen him. I well, hope he I does. Think do last that. year, I think last year was an eye opener for Phil because he really didn't come in his best. Like you said, while he did work on his midsection. Everything else was just kind of, you know, it, it was good, but it wasn't what we expected. Right. And and I think the wake-up call was after, you know, Kai said, oh, well, you know, they're, uh, they're not really letting me compete this year. And, you know, the song and dance that he gave everybody. Had he been on stage, who knows what would have happened. And, and honestly, while Phil is looking great this year, you can't discount what Kai has done this year with, with the Arnold Classics. I mean, he basically showed up and took a check. So if he would have continued to train and, and work towards the Olympia and get on stage this year, it you know, I'm not saying that Phil would have lost, but I think it would be a lot closer than what it's going to be this year. Um, I, I still believe that Kai is probably the only person that can beat Phil. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kai can beat Phil. I think uh I think that ship has sailed. But I do think there's a, several guys in the IFB right now who can beat Phil. I think Cedric can beat Phil. I think Rami can beat Phil. I think in this Sh- Olympia though? I think oh yeah, I think Sean can beat Phil. I think it's possible. I mean, think about it. if if Phil comes in the same as he did 2015 and Cedric is five percent better than the Arnold there's no way that Phil can beat him there's no way it's not to me it's not even a it's not it's not really that even that good of a contest Cedric's gonna be bigger everything but that's a that's a a big if that mean that that's assuming that Cedric's slightly better and that Phil does not improve both of those think about that for a minute go back to Cedric has has anybody really seen anything from Cedric leading up to the Olympia? 
No, not really. I mean, I haven't, so probably no, not. That's, you know, that I just thought about that. I'm thinking, you can beat okay, everybody. So you saw pictures of Rami. You, obviously, you saw pictures of, um, you know, Victor Martinez. You saw Phil, um, you know, Dexter. You really haven't seen much from Dexter, but you pretty much know what to expect from Dexter. He really doesn't change that much from, from show to show. But, you know, you're seeing all these other bodybuilders. Where's Cedric? Cedric could. I mean, holy shit. Now that you think about it, he could literally just be laying low, doing his thing, and just laughing because nobody's talking about him. And then once he walks on stage, he could blow people's heads. I mean, he, he, heads will just explode. Yeah. No doubt it's about possible. it. No doubt about it. It's definitely possible. I mean, like I said, look at him at the Arnold. Just, he was insane, but... uh Speaking of insane, another bad segue. Last thing we'll touch on is the the newest Kevin Lavroni photo that was taken. Let's see, this is yesterday. So it was taken two days ago, maybe three. It's a comparison shot. I'm sure everyone's seen this. A black and white of 1997 and then one of today in uh, color. And I got to tell you. As I look at this photo and I try to I try to call it a bluff, I really can't. I'm looking at this and I'm trying to see where it's not a fair comparison or where the 97 one looks way better or whatever. And I really, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to refute this photo as... It's hard to say he doesn't look at least like 95% as good as he did. Now, we're looking at his chest, shoulders, and arms exclusively. Yeah. but It's It's kind of a choppy photo. Looking at this photo, though, it's kind of hard to make a case against at least his chest, shoulders, and arms being 99% as good as they were in 97, which is... Like saying a lot. It's not something I would have ever thought I would end up saying. But it's it, looking at this photo. I mean, I can't come to any conclusion of why it's not accurate or or whatever. I mean, the angle's a little bit different. I think in the '97 photo, in the '97 photo, his arms are bigger. Yeah. Um. And but but it looks like in the '16 bit in the uh, photo, his chest may be bigger. So, and maybe he looks a little wider in the 97 one. But still, I mean, it's it looks like 95% at least of what he was in 97 whenever that picture was taken. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's crazy. It's it's getting, you know, we were both very skeptical about the Kevin Lavrone thing. Have you seen the video of him talking? Which one? There's like It was like the other day. Uh, it's on his uh, Instagram. No, I didn't see that one. I mean, the guy looks like, I don't know, man. He looks, his face just looks so fucking young in this video. When you get a chance, go on his Instagram. It's the second to newest video. Uh, He's just, I don't know what he's saying. I'm not listening to it right now because I'm on the show. But he just looks like a fucking 25-year-old guy. It's crazy. I mean, in general, he looks looks good. It looks like he's getting younger as he gets closer to the show. It's, It's like... And that's usually the opposite of what happens. Usually you start looking like an old fucking saddlebag, but he looks, uh, guy looks young. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I put my foot in my mouth uh, a few times talking about Kevin because I was like, there's there's no way he's going to come in looking anywhere close to what he's envisioned. And, you know, unless he's photoshopping the, the images and stuff, I mean, he's – He's looking really good. I mean, do I do I think he's going to win it? No, but I mean, there's there's still a few weeks. Uh, I guess I won't say never, but I mean, I don't I don't know. I, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting show. I just hope politics don't play in and and they kind of pull uh, an Arnold Classic Asia where they just kind of throw him in where he doesn't really belong, um, just to make the storyline better. But he's definitely looking good. I mean, it's it's hard not to put him in in the top ten now. And before, I was like, "There's no way he's gonna yeah. even be in the top ten. So he's he's proved me wrong there. So uh, I definitely put my foot in my mouth on that one. But yeah, I mean, I think he's he's looking good. I mean, he's improving. I, I still don't understand how he's growing into a show while getting leaner and and more ripped. I I don't know how that's possible. But hey, I wish I had those genetics. I guess. Yeah, tell me about it. I actually thought when we were like coming into this whole Kevin Lebroni thing, I thought that as the show loomed closer, we would see more and more signs of him not being able to do it. Like the photos would not be that impressive, or he would be MIA, or you know, I just I just figured, yeah, I just figured that uh, as we got closer, it would become more evident that it's really a long shot. But it's exact opposite is happening. Every time something new comes out, it becomes harder for me to refute these people saying he's going to be in the mix. I mean, think about what he looked like at that uh, muscular development shoot. Remember when uh, we went over it and he's talking about the one where he made a video right after it and talked about how he still has eight weeks and everything and this is nothing. You know, the one where he was training back and David Bay was there and shit. Yep. Yeah. Like compared to then, I mean, these are just these are stagnant photos of his chest, shoulders, and arms. So take it take it for what it's worth. But he looks way better now than he did then. He looks bigger, fuller, and way leaner. It's crazy. And that was what three weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about. It's nuts. I mean, I still don't think. I know, like Dave Plumbo thinks that. Uh, He's not showing his legs to shock people when he unveils them, which, if that's true, is just a great idea, but I really don't think that's the case. I mean, I don't think... I I really can't imagine if Kevin's legs were great right now that he wouldn't show them. I don't know. I'm not going to say that they're not great because I put my foot in my mouth too many times already. I don't need to be. I know, like I, I really did not. I did not think that he could have good legs. But like, looking at these photos now, I'm thinking to myself, I, I could see how he could have good legs. I mean, I could, I can, I can imagine it now, and it makes sense. Just because of how fast I saw his body transform, his upper body at least, it's like maybe he does have good legs, and maybe I mean I don't know. It's 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 really is just crazy, but. You know, the other thing we haven't seen is we haven't seen any pictures of him, really, except those couple crappy ones that RX posted. We haven't seen any photos of him really, like, shirtless. Right. It's always with a, with a, with a, with a tank top on and stuff. But, I mean, from what you can tell with the, with the tank top on, he's, 
he's definitely still improving, and I see no reason to believe he's not going to continue to improve from here until the show, which now is only like what, four weeks or something. So maybe even less, three and a half. Yeah. It's coming up fast, but like I said, I predicted it all along. I think he's going to be shredded but small, and uh, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think he's going to come in small and beat anybody, but who knows? The way he's looking here, I could definitely see somewhere through 8th through 10th or something, which would be just an unbelievable comeback, just a phenomenal, phenomenal, the greatest comeback in bodybuilding history. If he if he plays his top ten, you kidding me for sure. Especially at this lineup, this lineup is the the deepest, best, most exciting lineup we've had since '09, going into '09. So I feel like a uh, I feel like I'm 20 years old again, un, unusually obsessed with bodybuilding competitions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because Frank Seppi and I go way back, um, and and he posted a picture. I think it was actually this morning. And obviously, we're we're recording this on Tuesday, but uh, he posted a picture of him competing against Kevin Laroni, and and literally they were standing next to each other in in the photo, and I was like, holy shit! Like Frank hasn't competed in a super long time. Now, anyone who's who's seen photos of Frank Seppi these days, I mean, obviously he's he's nowhere close to the size that he was back in the day, right. uh, but Frank is in amazing, amazing shape for his age and i just thought for a minute i'm like okay frank frank was a big dude like he had some big legs uh you know great physique back in the day when he was bodybuilding and then i'm like wow like he literally stood side by side with kevin lavroni and now he's gonna watch and i'm sure frank's gonna be there in person probably backstage uh doing stuff for npc news but uh how cool would that be like to literally just look at the guy who you competed against all those years ago and be like, that fucking guy is going back up on stage again. Yeah, I mean, Kevin was a thorn in Dorian's side. Kevin was, that was like his main, the main guy he went against was fucking Dorian Yates. That goes back, how many Olympia, how many Mr. Olympias? Phil, Jay, Dexter, Ronnie. Yeah. That's four Olympias back. That's five back is... He competed. What he competed? In, what he thick second against Dorian? What ninety two? That was a uh, that was yeah that was Kevin's rookie year at the Olympia. He placed second as a rookie, which doesn't happen. That's absurd. And he took placed second to Dorian Yates in nineteen ninety two. I was five years old, and this guy was second at the Olympia. He's making a comeback right now and looking good. It's it is it's it's crazy. He's the same age as Ronnie. Yeah, and look at Ronnie these days. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually not... a shame. That's that's a side conversation there, but man, surgery yeah. after surgery, I feel bad for him. Yeah, well, at least he has the uh, money and resources and team around him, so that it's it's doable. But uh, I don't know. I'll say. It, I mean, I think if. If that was caused by his bodybuilding, I'd still think it was 100% worth it. I mean, who else? Who gets to live their dream like that and accomplish everything? You know, it's just like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll fucking get surgeries if I can, you know, accomplish stuff in my life like that, you know. Well, he joked, and, and like, I didn't think it was funny because I'm like, man, I would I would hate to have all those surgeries 
you know, after, you know, the, the career that I've built. But he was joking about it. He was interviewed, and, and you guys have probably already heard it when they were like, you know, looking back on your career, is there anything else that, that you would change, you know, if you had to? And he was like, yeah, you know, there was that one time when I was doing squats that, you know, I really could have pushed out probably one or two more reps. Like, that, yep. you're looking at his, his accomplishments, and you're like, that's what you regret? Like, there's there's nothing else? It's literally one set that you regret that you, you know, pushed out one or two reps. That's the one thing that you regret. So I was just kind of like, wow. Like, okay, I guess that's his mentality. Like, he, he always wanted to be the best that he can be and, and give 100%. And apparently that one set kind of haunted him. Yeah, I don't know if we've I – don't, I don't think we fully know the story either. Like, I know Corey Matthews is talking about how he has a genetic – problem and Ronnie's brother who's not into bodybuilding at all had to have hip replacement and shit too so I don't think it was like solely from bodybuilding which I think that's kind of a weird I mean there's lots of bodybuilders who trained really hard you know and they're not fucking in wheelchairs getting surgeries I think a lot of it is genetic and stuff so I think some of those comments when he makes a comment like that people are assuming that his heavy lifting is what makes him so like crippled now but if he if he knows in his mind that's not what did it, then then you know what I mean. Then it's then it then it's a non-issue. You know he's not going to regret lifting heavy if he knows his issues are genetic and they're not have nothing to do with lifting heavy. You know, but we yeah, don't know I, that, so we see it as like, oh, I don't care that I'm in a wheelchair now. It was still totally worth it. Well, if it wasn't caused by him lifting, then he's not going to regret lifting. You know. Yeah, and I don't think he was pinpointing it on lifting. I think he was just kind of reminiscing on, yeah. you know, back in the day that that one set that I guess haunts him or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever came out and he was like, yeah, you know, all those heavy squats and you know, leg pressing twelve hundred pounds and you know, all that stuff led to you know my surgeries and stuff. Yeah, I don't think he ever said anything like that. No, definitely not. He he he. Uh, and I know that he doesn't care anyways. He's completely okay with what he did, and I don't blame him. I mean. It's it's kind of hard to imagine accomplishments of that that magnitude without some sort of cost. And if he's got to be in a wheelchair for a little while and get surgeries and stuff, as long as he can walk around and stuff afterwards and have a normal life, then I think I, I think it's completely worth it to be that successful at what you do. It's a once in a you know once in a million year type type fucking thing. So, and Ronnie seems like a really cool guy. And I mean, on top yeah. of it, he was a, a police officer, which, you know, if I was pulled over by him and he pulled up to, to my window and, you know, walked up to me, uh, I'd probably need new drawers. I know. What the hell? It's Can you even, imagine like a, a 300 right. pound guy walking up to your window and knocking on it and say license and registration? I'd be like, just just shoot me. And those arms hanging out, just covered <laughs> yeah. in veins, 24 inches. You're like, what is happening? Is, is this real life? Just make it quick. Quick and painless. (laughs) But with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding. This episode is number 57. It's brought to you, of course, by Iron Mag Labs. Visit ironmaglabs.com. You can get 15% off with coupon code JEFF15, which is G-E-O-F-F-1-5 at checkout. 15% off your purchase. That also works at Iron Mag Research. Dot com if you're into the more hardcore stuff 
Check out ironmagazine.com. That's where this is posted. And all of Matt's articles, my articles, all the good articles over there at ironmagazine.com. And share the show around. Let everyone know. Let us know what you think. If we suck, if we're great. And uh, what do you got, Matt? More than anything, share our, our thoughts on the IFBB and judging and transparency. If you didn't listen to episode 56, go back and listen to it. We touched on it more mm-hmm. uh, in that episode. And, you know, we touched on it a little bit today. But if you really want to get to the you know meat and potatoes of what we talked about, go back to episode 56 and, and listen to that. Because I think this, it's a big part of the sport that's missing. And the Arnold Classic Asia is a perfect example of what we're talking about. You know, we, we spent most of today's show you know, questioning how the hell the outcome of, of the Arnold Classic Asia came to what it is. And, and you know, it, it's just mind-boggling. So there needs to be some type of transparency. So you know what? Tell your friends. Ask them what they think. If, if they're into the sport, say, hey, did you ever wonder why the placings are the way that they are? Do you even know that there's a scoring system? Do you know that you can go online and see the scores at the end of the show if you do your own research? I think that's a key point in in the future of the sport and and things that need to be looked at and considered and and changed more than anything. Yeah, and the, the I mean I don't want to go on to this, but we can see the scores, but the scores mean nothing. They're they're not for anything. It's like okay, Phil got a ten, or Phil got a five, Kai got a three. There's no reason. There's no. It's just like okay, it's not like. Phil got a three in presentation and Kai got a five in mass. It's completely like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, okay, that's what we decided to give them. And there's no reason of any kind. That's, that's, that's why I have a problem with it. It's completely just a number placed with a guy with no reason, except this is what the judges thought. There has to be a reason that we have to know why. And uh, that that's kind of the whole gist of it. And you can go on ironmagazine.com and click on my articles and scroll down to you find uh, – I've written several articles on, on uh, uh, how bodybuilding is judged. But the, probably the best one is uh, – it's called How Bodybuilding Should Be Judged. It's on Iron Magazine somewhere. Just go to my articles and you'll find it. And I explain the whole thing. But definitely an interesting, t- interesting topic. But with that – It is the end of another good show. And I am Jeff Roberts for my co-host Matt Wyke. And we will see you next week.